0: Love, Hope, Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Marvin Lewis Midget Football League, it's the 4th and Inches Show with <laughs> Jana and the Sherpas. Jana, how are you this week?
1: Um, I'm pretty good. Hopefully, I'll be feeling a lot better come next week after a Cowboys win, but, you know, we're taking it well, one day won, at a time.
0: They won this past week. That was an early birthday <laughs> present for you.
1: Which I appreciated, but, you know, this is a game I really need to win. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the Eagles game that Sunday, that'll be a tough game, but uh, it's just one of a full slate of 16 games we'll be talking about this week. Um, wanted to just bring up, before we tell people how to get in touch with us, wanted to bring up all the injuries that have come to light the last couple of days. I mean, of course, there was Cam Newton in his car accident yesterday, but Andre Ellington went on IR this week, Denard Robinson, Brandy Marshall. It's A lot of guys that... Uh, Not many people have heard of that are going to be playing pretty prominent roles this coming weekend. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, the Brandon Marshall injury sounds pretty bad. I mean, he was in the hospital for two days. Cam Newton, obviously, uh, it looked very scary—the car accident. He was hospitalized overnight. He's released now. Um, He has two transverse fractures in his back, which is what Tony Romo is also playing with, but. Tony Romo got kneed in the back by a lineman versus, you know, your car flipping upside down. It's a little different, so we can understand Cam Newton taking a week off this week. Um, Obviously, uh, like you mentioned, Andre Ellington and Denard Robinson going on IR. Those are both uh, good, you know, running back two, three or flex options for you. Denard Robinson had been an interesting play of late. But definitely some holes to fill in your lineups. And, of course, we have some quarterback controversies as well. Uh, I'm sure you guys are all thinking I'm talking about the Bills who mentioned that Kyle Orton's going to stay their starter the rest of the year. But, no, we're actually probably thinking about Johnny Manziel, who is going to be taking over, at least for this week, starting duties for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, It'll be an interesting experiment. I don't know if it's going to work. I think it's probably too little, too late. I don't think they're making the playoffs now, but we're going to see a little Johnny Manziel action this week.
0: Yeah, very very little Johnny Manziel, if you believe yeah. Marvin Lewis. But uh, anyway, so why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us to join in the fun and frivolity?
1: Well, there are a, are a whole number of ways that you can do so, as there are every week. The easiest being calling us at three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. That's three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. You can always tweet us at the number four thn inches show. That's the number four thn inches show or jkim one six and fantasy underscore sherpa. You can email us at the number four thn inches show at gmail dot com. You can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com dot com and the fantasy football sherpa Facebook fan page. Uh, As well as the old favorites of carrier pigeons, smoke signals, all that, you know, just regular uh, USPS mail, anything that floats your boat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you mail something now, it might not get to us in time for the end of the show, but, you know, one never knows.
1: It'd be good if you wrapped it in something festive, though. That might help its chances.
0: Yeah, and put chocolate on it.
1: Yeah, we like that. (laughs) Always a fan favorite here at the 4th Ninja Show.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, (laughs) well, we have a full slate of 16 games, so why don't we get into it. Anything else you want to bring up about the past week before we we move on?
1: Um, Just that Derek Anderson may be the first quarterback in history to be taking the reins of a four-win team and being asked to not blow their playoff potential chances. Just the fact that a thing is crazy.
0: Yeah, that is um, unbelievable that uh, Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans are all still in a playoff uh, chase with no more than five wins apiece. So That's, bad. Uh, pretty embarrassing. I, I still think I think it's still possible that a team could win the division with six wins. So we'll see. Hopefully, none of those teams goes on a hot streak the last few weeks and finishes eight and eight. But uh, given the way that division <laughs> is going, that seems rather unlikely.
1: It does. It does. But. I guess that's why they play the games. We never know for sure.
0: That's true, as we found out last week. So Mm -hmm. why don't we uh, jump right into it and first game up on the slate this week is the Thursday night game. We'll have another division rivalry game this Thursday night between Arizona and St. Louis. You know, everybody's saying St. Louis now is a team that's sort of gotten its legs underneath it. Of course, they're not going to make the playoffs, but uh, that's the proverbial team nobody wants to play at this point in the season. And Arizona, after a 9 1 start, you know, it's been going in the other direction. You know, they did manage to get off the Schneid last weekend against Kansas City, but uh, here I think they'll be able to pass the ball a little bit. I think their running game is a mess now. You know, Carlin Williams is the latest uh, guy taking over there. You know, with. Um, yeah. Andre Ellington out for the season now. St. Louis should be able to run and pass just enough. I think St. Louis wins this game in a low-scoring contest. I'll say St. Louis 20, Arizona 13.
1: Um, I like maybe St. Louis 21, Arizona 15. I, I don't think this is going to be all that exciting of a game. Unfortunately, had this been you know, a couple of weeks ago, this could look a lot different, but Unfortunately, it's not. And like you said, there's a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball here. Obviously, St. Louis is on their third quarterback. Arizona's on their second. They're on their, like, 12th running back. It's it's not the A team for either of them, but it'll be pretty competitive because they're both so banged up. Um, fantasy-wise for Arizona, Drew Stanton, more a second quarterback option. I'm not a huge fan of Thursday night quarterbacks as it is, but Drew Stanton hasn't been overly impressive of late. I'll say go ahead and start running back Kerwin-Williams because, quite frankly, somebody has to run the ball here. Uh, and he's not – I mean, Andre Ellington is one of those gaps you've got to fill in a lineup somewhere here, as well as guys like Denard Robinson and some other injuries. But Kerwin-Williams might not be a bad play. I'll start Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd just because, again, someone has to catch passes. I think Fitzgerald's a better play out of the two of them, but you're going to get something from both. Stay away from tight end John Carlson, kicker Chandler Kenton And I will start the defense, though, because like you said, it's going to be a pretty low-scoring affair.
0: What about the uh, Brown non-brothers, uh, John Brown and Jaron Brown? It seems like uh, they I always – well, I shouldn't say always, but one of them seems to pop up each week with a pretty decent game. You never know week to week is which one we it's going to be. is just don't know
1: which one it's going to be. <laughs> For me, with other wide house. receivers that are out there, I'd rather go with somebody I have a better idea of what I'm getting out of.
0: Yeah, this is the time of year, though, where uh, sometimes your, your guys are injured or go on IR and you're you're scrounging and uh, that's all that's available. But uh, hopefully that's not yeah. the case for any of our listeners this week. So for St. Louis, I like wide receiver Kenny Britt, tight end Jared Cook in the defense quarterback Sean Hill I'm okay with starting but more of a second quarterback option. Running back Trey Mason, I don't think he'll have quite as good a game as he's had last few weeks, but I think he's still a viable flex option. Wide receivers Tavon Austin and Stedman Bailey okay as flex options. Stay away from running back Benny Cunningham and kicker Greg Sirline. Greg's a
1: leg, not getting a start this week.
0: Not getting any love from the Sherpa actually I don't know that I've recommended him all year, and that's not so much a function of his not being a good kicker, but I just don't like that offense that he plays for. If they're not scoring points, I mean, you could make the argument he's going to have to kick five field goals, you know, for them to have a chance, but I just, any time I think a team's going to have trouble moving the ball and reluctant to tab their their kicker is is a good play, but we'll see. So
1: Understandable.
0: Moving on to the Sunday games, this first one should be somewhat of a barn burner. Houston is climbed back into the race, you know, at least for the wild card in the AFC with a, a few wins lately. They're 7-6, Indianapolis cruising along. They're going to win the division, but you know, the question is what seed are they going to be and you know, who's their playoff opponent likely to be. This game, I think is going to be closer than most people think. I think Houston should have some success running the ball, and of course, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick may not be everybody's favorite fantasy quarterback, but he seems to be effective and get the job done. Indianapolis, Andrew Luck is everybody's favorite fantasy quarterback, or at least he should be. He's up there this season, yeah. and I think, you know, between Dan Heron and You know, hold your breath. Trent Richardson, they should have enough of a running game to win this. I'll I'll say that Indy wins this by touchdown in a high-scoring game. I'll pick Indianapolis 34 over Houston 27. I
1: actually agree with your winner and your score. This is a rare occurrence, so hopefully that's a good sign, or either this is going to go horribly awry.
0: (laughs) Or the apocalypse Uh, is upon us.
1: Possibly, yeah. But you should be fine on the Thursday (laughs) night game. like you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe not the world's best fantasy quarterback, but he gets a job done. Whatever, I mean, it's it's working right now. Uh, Arian Foster is getting healthier, which helps. So, fantasy wise, Ryan Fitzpatrick's the second quarterback option for me. I am going to start Arian Foster as well as DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson. Although I think more of Houston's damage is going to come from the run game, uh, or I guess JJ J. Watt playing tight end. Really, it's anybody's guess. I would not start tight end Ryan Griffin. We've seen really what's been happening out of the tight end position. They'd rather play a defensive player over any of their existing tight ends occasionally. That's not a great sign. Uh, I will, however, start kicker Randy Bullock. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, but I'm staying far, far away from the defense. I don't like playing any defense that's playing Andrew Luck.
0: We may not be the best of fantasy options, but one thing we do know about Ryan Fitzpatrick is that his son is good at math.
1: He is. <laughs> he
0: can multiply two ninety two uh, numbers in the nineties together in, in his head. It's pretty impressive. So I'm not sure I well, could I mean, do that. When did but go, go to Harvard? So we got the some good genes. Sorry, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, the dad did. So, but
1: yeah.
0: so. So now um, for Indy, I would start quarterback Andrew Luck, running back Dan Heron, wide receivers T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne. Supposedly has a torn triceps muscle, but he's still playing pretty effectively. Tight end Kobe Singer really seems to have blossomed with Dwayne, you know Allen out for the season. So start him. Start kicker Adam Vinatieri. Wide receiver Dante Moncrief's gotten some more playing time and some more targets the last few weeks. He's more of a flex option for me, but I think he's okay. Defense. Yeah, if you're desperate, yeah, I don't think Houston is going to score, you know, enough to to make them an awful play. But hopefully, you have better options. And I would sit uh, running back Trent Richardson, who did not get a chance to leap up into the stands at the dog pound last weekend. He did Much to our no. surprise and chagrin. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh well. We'll get him next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Next up, we've got Green Bay at Buffalo. One team fairly certain to make the playoffs. The other team fighting for its playoff life. you can't tell which is which, you're probably not a regular listener of the show or a big football oh. fan, but in that case, you probably wouldn't be listening to the show, so never mind. Scratch that. Green Bay, they should just, on offense, be able to do whatever they want against Buffalo. Buffalo should have some success running the ball, but I just think with Kyle Orton, I'm not that far into their past game, and I think that's going to be the difference here. I think, you know, Buffalo has a good defense. They should be able to slow Green Bay down a little bit, but not enough. I'll take Green Bay to win this game by a touchdown, even though it's in Buffalo. I'll say Green Bay 28, Buffalo 21.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Green Bay could win this by as much as 10 points. I think it's a pretty safe play that they're going to win this game. Uh, I just There's not enough of what Buffalo is doing on offense that they could pull off an upset here. Uh, Their defense isn't awful. I think they'll slow Green Bay down a little more than some other teams have in the past, but like you said, it's still going to be pretty much the Green Bay offense doing what they want. Definitely start Aaron Rodgers, start Eddie Lacy, start Jordy Nelson, start Randall Cobb. Stay away from tight end Andrew Corliss. The tight end position is pretty non-existent in Green Bay these days. I'm not starting kicker Mason Crosby. I don't think he's going to have enough opportunities for you. Just kicking extra points isn't really enough. Um, And I'm not going to start the defense either because I think Buffalo is going to put some points up, and I think you have better matchups uh, elsewhere this week.
0: For Buffalo, I like running back Fred Jackson a lot in this matchup. Um, It's pretty obvious that he's back and healthy. I would sit running backs Bryce Brown and Anthony Dixon C.J. Spiller supposedly eligible to come back or, or likely to come back, but it wouldn't be playing till next weekend. So, yeah, I don't think he poses any threat to Fred Jackson this week. So start Fred Jackson, start wide receiver Sammy Watkins, start tight end Scott Chandler, um, Kyle Wharton, more of a second quarterback. Wide receivers, Robert Woods and Chris Hogan, more flex options. Defense, okay to start, as I mentioned. Stay away from running backs, Bryce Brown and Anthony Dixon. And kicker, Dan Carpenter.
1: All right. Let's keep rolling.
0: All right. Next game up is Tampa Bay at Carolina, as you may have heard. Uh, the uh, – Carolina quarterback situation took a turn for the worse this year when uh Cam Newton's car turned over, which is a sad thing i quite honestly, I don't know why they would even bring him back this this year I mean sure, maybe they have a chance to make the playoffs, but he's their franchise quarterback, and I just don't think he can win well, Derek Anderson maybe. did
1: get them a win in week one. I mean Derek Anderson has almost as many wins as Cam Newton does this year.
0: Yeah, that's true. His, his winning percentage is a little bit better, but uh, yeah, and I think the saving rates for them is that Tampa Bay is just so awful that yeah, it's I so think bad. even with Derek Anderson, a quarterback who's probably my least favorite NFL quarterback, but you, know, you can mm. count. I think he's you know was with Carolina at one point and then went away. He was with Cleveland. He was with Arizona, and you know he always has one or two good games a season, but never strings enough together to really be a you know, a viable fantasy option, much less a viable NFL option. But I, I think they'll have yeah. enough to get the job done here this week. They're going to rely heavily on the run game. Jonathan Stewart's been a lot better lately. I you know, don't think they'll be able to pass as much as they normally would. You know, I don't know what kind of chemistry you know, Derek Anderson has with Calvin Benjamin. But uh, I, I still think it all adds up to a, a pretty easy win for Carolina. I'll say Carolina 28, Tampa Bay 17. That's more an indictment of Tampa Bay rather than an endorsement of Carolina?
1: I think it could be 28-24 Carolina. I think that, granted, Tampa is terrible, but the Carolina defense is possibly the worst in the league. Um, and so I think that alone <clears throat> gives Tampa at least a fighting chance in this game. Like you said, it's going to be a weird week with Derek Anderson under center. Cam Newton was, you know, on they had no reason to think he wasn't going to play up until yesterday. So uh, the game plan is changing a little bit on both sides of the ball here. Fantasy-wise for Tampa Bay, I'm okay starting Josh McCown, as well as Doug Martin, wide receivers Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Like I said, this defense is awful. So I think you're going to get some fantasy value out of these guys. Tight end Brandon Myers, not so much, as well as kicker Patrick Murphy or Murray and the defense all just
0: not gonna be worth it for you this week. Yeah, I I'm I'm sad to say I have a fantasy team called Rossetarian and I, I cut off the <laughs> Safarian Jenkins oh, no. from the team this year. So that's probably oh, a bad sign no. for the playoff matchup, but uh we'll see if if, if uh the the fates come back to, to bite me in the butt but uh we'll see how that works out. So for Carolina this week I like um, running back Jonathan Stewart. I like wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin, like tight end Greg Olson, like the defense, Derek Anderson, more of a second quarterback option for me, like wide receiver Jericho, Cot- Jericho Cottery is a flex option. Kicker Graham Ganot is okay. Stay away from Cam Newton, obviously, unless you're a hospital nurse. Um, running backs D'Angelo Williams and Mike Tolbert, those guys shouldn't be in your starting lineup either.
1: I like the hospital nurse. Well played, Sherpa.
0: <laughs> okay. So next up, we've got the, the Battle of Ohio, which has um, been stirred up this week as if it needed any more stirring up by some ill-advised comments, in my humble opinion, by Bengals yeah. head coach Marvin Lewis. This game, I think, is a real point to us. I, I think it could go either way, I, I think, both of these teams should be able to run pretty well against the other team. The key here is that I think Cleveland, even with Johnny Manziel, might be able to muster a little bit more on the passing side than Cincinnati. So I'm going to choose Cleveland to win. But that's really just, like I said, a coin toss and they're at home. You know, I'll, I'll pick Cleveland to win 28-27. But as you can see, you know, that that pick is, is pretty uh, – you know, not rooted in a lot of content.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel very similar as you do to this game. I think that Cleveland's going to win probably just because they are at home. I think this Johnny Manziel thing, it may give them a little bit of a spark. I just I, – I'm not sold on Manziel being ready to play quarterback and effectively right now, but Brian Hoyer sort of left Cleveland with no choice here. So we're going to find out how it goes. Uh, I think this is going to be a heavy, heavy game on both sides of the ball with running, uh, and you'll hear my picks in a second reflect that, but I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to take them by a field goal, and I think this, I know a lot of people are going to tune into this game because of Johnny Manziel, but this is not going to be one of the better watches, I think, this weekend.
0: I mean, how could you have any confidence in Cincinnati after the way they laid an egg against Pittsburgh at home this past weekend? I mean, that was just atrocious. (laughs)
1: It was really bad. Which and means like, they'll
0: probably Cincinnati win by four just touchdowns been getting, this week. But...
1: They've been getting progressively worse as the season goes on, not better. They're trending the wrong way.
0: Most definitely. Not great. So who do you like for Cincinnati this week?
1: Uh, Andy Dalton, the old ginger ninja, is strictly a second quarterback option. I will be starting Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. Like we said, it's going to be a run-happy game. Start A.J. Green just because... Hopefully he's going to catch a a nice 80-yard touchdown for you here or there. At least maybe just stop dropping balls. That would be good. Stay away from tight end Jermaine Gresham, the rest of the wide receivers, kicker Mike Nugent, the defense, pretty much everybody else for Cincinnati.
0: I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here and say that I think Johnny Manziel actually is a decent start this week, and part of that is just, you know, he's going to have – experience throwing to you know, the second-team wide receivers like Taylor Gabriel and Travis Benjamin, not saying they're going to be his preferred targets, but yeah, I think when you mm-hmm. throw them into the mix along with Andrew Hawkins and Josh Gordon, he's got plenty of targets that he should be familiar with, so I think he's actually a pretty decent start here, wide receiver, and you know, not to mention his running abilities, which we're familiar with. Wide receiver Josh Gordon, I would start tight end Jordan Cameron, who's back and healthy now, so start him. Running backs, Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West, if either one of them had the job outright, I would say he's a definite start. But kind of like the Indianapolis tight end situation before Dwayne Allen got hurt, I just don't know from week to week which one of these guys is going to get more target and more carries and more yards. So for me, they're both, Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West, both flex options at best. Wide receiver Andrew Hawkins, okay, a flex option. Kicker Billy Cundis, okay. Defense, okay course quarterback Brian Hoyer not starting him if the Browns don't you shouldn't either and wide receivers Taylor Gabriel and Travis Benjamin even though Johnny Manziel may throw some balls their way I, I don't have enough confidence in either of those guys to start them in a playoff week
1: yeah it, it might be a little early for that but definitely uh, people to keep an eye on especially if your playoffs are extending into next week as a few leagues will uh, but let's let's keep trucking on to uh, another team from that division.
0: Yeah, we've got Philadelphia at Atlanta, and here's another game that I think is going to be a real barn burner. And neither one of these teams is especially good on defense this year. Atlanta, you know, that's been a, a running and a passing problem for them the last couple of years now. But I just think Pittsburgh... You know, hopefully for them, they got their offense back on track against the Bengals last week. Atlanta should put up even less resistance than Cincinnati did on defense. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win this game pretty handily. I'll say Pittsburgh 38, Atlanta 27.
1: Hmm, yeah. I'm, it's just Atlanta occasionally looks functional. I just don't know if I fully believe they can keep uh, keep pace with what Pittsburgh can do I know Pittsburgh's on the road but still I just don't think it's going to be a favorable matchup for Atlanta so fantasy wise I'm definitely starting Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown and Martivius Bryant I think are both going to be good starts I don't like this matchup for tight end Heath Miller however kicker Sean Sweezum I think is going to get some work in and I'm staying away from the defense Atlanta, you just you just never know when one of those wide receivers is going to break free and just chew you up for a ton of yards.
0: Well, the problem with me for Atlanta on offense, although they do have quite a good offense, is just that you know, Stephen Jackson, you don't, he's been better <laughs> lately, but you don't really know what he's going to give you from week to week. Roddy White mm-hmm. is dinged up. Harry Douglas is dinged up. Devin Hester is and you don't know how effective he's going to be or even how much they're going to target him from week to week. You know, one week he catches four to six balls the next week, you know, he's, you know, you don't even know if he's active unless you happen to see the kickoffs yeah. and the punt returns. So just too much inconsistency for me there to recommend many of these guys as fantasy options, even though I think in aggregate they'll score a fair amount. But I would like to start quarterback Matt Ryan, wide receiver Julio Jones, and that's it. Steven Jackson, if you're desperate for a flex option as a running back, go ahead. Wide receiver Roddy White, again, dinged up, so not a must start for me, but he's okay as a flex option in a deeper league. Same thing with Harry Douglas and Devin Hester. Kicker Matt Bryan, okay to start. Stay away from running backs, Jack Hidds, Rogers, and Devonta Freeman. Tyra and Levine Toilolo. And please, 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 whatever you're doing, if you're in a playoff game, do not, I repeat, do not start the Atlanta Falcons defense this week. No. No,
1: thank you. We will give you some better right. defensive options, I promise.
0: <laughs> yes. So, actually, this next game, there is one good defensive option here, but they've probably yeah. gone in your league. We've got Jacksonville traveling to Baltimore, and yeah, Baltimore has been up and down all season, but you know now with Denard Robinson out for the season for Jacksonville and. You know, their wide receivers banged up. I I just don't like this matchup at all for Jacksonville. I think uh, Baltimore is going to be able to do, you know, we were talking before about Tampa's defense being really bad. There must be something in the water in Florida there because Jacksonville's defense I think is just as bad if you look at overall rankings in terms of yardage given up per game. Baltimore, they they should be able to do whatever they want to. Jacksonville, especially without Denard Robinson, don't have a lot of confidence in the run game. In passing game, Blake Bortles, he's okay. Just don't know who he's going to throw it to from week to week. I think this all adds up to Baltimore victory by a couple of touchdowns. I'll say final score, Baltimore 34, Jacksonville 20.
1: I'd be happy if Jacksonville could score 20 points in this game. I don't know if they're going to get past 17. I'm very concerned with the state of this team. They need to do some serious rebuilding. Um, They're kind of on their way to it, but it's just this is an awful matchup in every way, shape, or form for Jacksonville. Fantasy-wise, there's nobody on this team you should absolutely be starting. Blake Bortles could be a second quarterback option. Toby Gerhardt, Marquise Lee, Cecil Shorts, they could be flex options, but even those, not great ones. Don't start tight end Mercedes Lewis, kicker Josh Kobe, and please don't start this defense.
0: My problem with Toby Gerhardt besides the fact that I just don't think he's very good, is that you, know, you don't even know who's going to get the carries there for sure. I mean, sure, it could be Toby Gerhardt, but they might also say that they want to take a look at rookie Storm Johnson or maybe it's Jordan Todman. You just you don't know for no sure idea. there. But, again, I don't think, I don't you know, think too many people here know. are worried about which Jacksonville running back to start this weekend. Yeah. If you are, you're in trouble. Well, actually, quick anecdote. This one league, I, uh, my, my three running backs that I drafted at the beginning of the season were Adrian Peterson, Andre Ellington and Monte Ball, and so you can imagine Ooh. that didn't work out too well. So I went to the waiver yeah. wire to replace them and picked up Jarek McKinnon and Denard Robinson, so that kind of gives you an idea of how that team has done this season, you know, to not put a it nicely. Great, not they're, a great one. <laughs> they're not still playing. That team was, was not in contention for the playoffs in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, as far as Baltimore goes this week, start quarterback Joe Flacco, running back Justin Forsett, Wide receivers Torrey Smith and Steve Smith. Kicker Justin Tucker in the defense. Tight end Owen Daniels is okay, but not a great play. And running back Bernard Pierce has started to get a few more touches the last weeks, couple weeks, but I would not uh, start him even as a flex option in a deeper league this week.
1: All right. I think that's enough said about that game.
0: <laughs> yes. So now moving slightly north to a game between two teams with no playoff aspirations in this year or probably any year in the near future. And that's Washington Redskins at my beloved New York Giants who, you know, at least last week they were able to win a game against a team they should beat. Hopefully the, the yeah. Jacksonville game motivated them a little bit. And you know, they they should they have a favorable matchup here too. You know, Washington is just the wheels are coming off there in a hurry and yeah, you, know, you don't know, you know whether it's Robert Griffin that's on his way out of town, or maybe it's, you know, you know, you know maybe it's Gruden or you know or Jay Gruden, or maybe it's both of them. Who knows? You know, about the only yeah. certain thing there is that Dan Snyder will still own the team next year, and if he has his way, they'll still be called the Redskins. Other than that, all bets <laughs> are off. But if I had to bet on this game, I would say that. The Giants are a little bit less of a mess than Washington at this point. I think both teams are going to rely more on the run than the pass, but I'll give this game to New York on the basis of their being at home and Washington just being a little bit more dysfunctional at this point. I'll say New York 24, Washington 21.
1: Yeah, I can go with that. This game's kind of a coin flip. We don't even know who's going to play quarterback for Washington this week. At least the Giants have that part figured out. Um, Colt McCoy sprained his neck during the second uh, half of last week's game. RG3 came in in relief. Neither were particularly good. Um, It it seems that Colt McCoy practiced a little bit today. They're not sure who's going to start. So either way, whoever it is, second quarterback option. Um, Alfred Morris is a definite start. Like you said, this is going to be another running back heavy game. If Deshaun Jackson plays, I would start him. It seems he's 50-50, still got that banged-up shin. He didn't play last week. Uh, He he has made some appearances at practice, but they're not 100% sure what he's going to be able to do yet. So keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Uh, Start Pierre Garçon. He's going to be a better option, obviously, if Jackson doesn't play. But even if Jackson does play, he's not going to be 100%. I think it's still okay to start Garçon. I'm going to go ahead and start tight end Jordan Reed this week. Whoever's under center has to throw to somebody. Jordan Reed's going to get a lot of looks. He seems to be healthy now, so that's a big plus. Don't start the defense. Don't start kicker Kai Forbath. This this is going to be an interesting game. Maybe not the most well executed, but it'll be competitive. So I guess there's that. Well, to
0: paraphrase an old uh, John McKay line, there may be a few players executed after this game. If the teams keep playing (laughs) the way they've been (laughs) playing lately. But... It's pretty telling that for New York, the only two guys I would really want to start this week are both rookies. That would be running back Andre Williams and wide receiver Odell Beckham. I think the Giants' defense mm-hmm. is a decent play this week. Quarterback Eli Manning, more of a second quarterback option for me. He actually showed up on the injury report this week for the first time in over two years with a back yes. you know, injury, but I think that's more, as he said, just to keep the NFL off the backs. They don't want the team to get fined the way, you know, the Cowboys were investigated when Tony Romo said that he had a, yeah. you know, uh, what was it, a shoulder injury in addition to a back injury. I forget what it was. But, you know, he didn't disclose the second injury he had when the, you know, first when he already was on the injury report for the first injury, which seems like BS to me. But anyway, so... Yeah. Quarterback Eli Manning, more of a second quarterback, running back Rashad Jennings, if he plays, flex option. Wide receiver Preston Parker is starting to get some more targets now and emerges maybe Eli Manning's uh, third favorite target. So I would say he's more of a flex option. Uh, tight end Larry Donnell still getting looks, not as effective as he was early in the season, but probably still an okay tight end option. Kicker Josh Brown, okay. I would not start wide receiver Ruben Randall, He's just been too inconsistent to start in your uh, league playoffs.
1: Yeah, I I thought he would kind of blossom into a more useful fantasy player as the season went on, but it just didn't happen.
0: No, no. So next up, we've got uh, Miami fighting for their playoff lives against New England, which is fighting for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And it's easy to pick... New England to win this game in a romp, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Miami's pass defense is good enough that they'll be able to hold Tom Brady to maybe a, a B game instead of an A game. And the difference here is I think that New England is going to be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively than Miami, so I'll pick New England to win this byfield goal at home. I'll say New England 24 and Miami 21.
1: I think New England may end up winning by a touchdown, but it's going to happen late in the fourth quarter, and Miami's going to give them a run for their money. I mean, Miami did beat them earlier this season. They play them tough, and like you said, their defense matches up pretty well with New England. Um, I feel like the Miami defense is a little underrated, but they're going to do some damage this week. I think fantasy-wise, there's more going for Miami than maybe people think. I think you can go ahead and start Ryan Tannehill. This matchup works for him as well as Lamar Miller, who obviously not a favorite of you or I, but someone's got to play running back for the Dolphins right now, and he's their best bet. Start wide receiver Mike Wallace. I am going to stay away from kicker kicker from tight end Charles Clay. I am, however, starting kicker Caleb Sturgis and not the defense because while I like them, I like this matchup. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, and there's still going to be points scored on them.
0: How about um, wide receiver Jarvis Landry? Has he entered your circle of trust yet?
1: Uh, no, not quite yet. He's getting there, but just for a playoff week, I don't know if I want to put him in the inner circle just yet.
0: I, I think I might start him as a flex option, but I'm probably a little bit higher on him than you are, it sounds like. So yeah, for New England, that. I... yeah. So for England, New England, yeah, England. They, they just, for uh, England, the
1: country these, of England is playing this week.
0: <laughs> right, so all those overseas games are getting to me. So for England, I would start running back with Garrett Blunt, Prince Charles, Prince Williams, uh, wide receiver Brandon LaFell, wide receiver Julian Edelman, tight end Rob Gronkowski in the defense. Tom Brady, again, I'm not real keen on this matchup, just as I wasn't keen on Peyton Manning's matchup last week, or my keynote matchup this week, but we'll get to that later. But Tom Brady, yeah, hopefully you have other options. I would start guys like you know, Matt Ryan and maybe even Joe Flacco over Tom Brady this week. You know, Don't go just on the name value. All you care about is who's going to get you the most points in this one week and nothing else matters. Running back, uh, Shane Vereen, flex option kicker, Stephen Goskowski, okay. And uh, running back Jonas Gray, aside from the one good game he had a few weeks ago before he decided that he was a star and didn't have to show up for practice, he's done nothing to encourage any uh, fantasy confidence in him, so don't start him either.
1: All right. I can can work with that. I'm excited to watch that game, though, this week.
0: Yeah, it should be an interesting one. And here's another game I'm sure you're excited to watch, and that's... Oakland at Kansas City um, what can you say Oakland they surprised me you know one week they get uh shut out 56 to nothing or whatever it was by St. Louis the next week they're beating St. Louis you know they're beating San Francisco which totally shocked me so of course the transitive property doesn't happen in football and it doesn't hold in football but if it did you know by extension then you know St. Louis ought to beat San Francisco with something like 84 to nothing but uh of course, we know that's all silliness. But you know, getting serious for a moment here, Kansas City still some faint playoff options. You know, faint hopes. But even if you know they didn't have faint playoff hopes, I still think that they're just you know much better team than Oakland is. I think neither one of these teams is going to be able to pass much. Both are going to have to rely on the run game, and I think Kansas City's run game is just better. And Jamal Charles, hopefully he's close to full health, even though he didn't practice today. But then again, hardly anybody does practice at this time of the year, if you believe the injury reports. So yeah. I think Kansas City wins this pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of Kansas City 20, Oakland 10.
1: I think Kansas City has to win this game. Um, I actually uh, I picked Oakland in a football pool last week. It worked out pretty well for me. I don't think I'm doing that this week. Uh, just...
0: Was that against the spread, or home. you pick them to win outright?
1: Oh, uh, I know, I picked them with the spread. I, I don't think I would have picked them to, win pick them to win outright.
0: if you had picked them to beat San Francisco outright, I I would have tipped my yeah. I would have eaten my hat and then tipped it to. Well, I guess I'd have to yeah. pick it first and then eat it. What kind of crazy
1: predictions would I be making? <laughs> yeah. No, no, just just against the spread, but it worked out for me. Um, I don't I don't think the spread's big enough this week to take them uh kansas city at home's a tough matchup i just don't think oakland's good enough to put together a a winning streak per se i think they're on the right track but we'll get them next year oakland fantasy wise Derek carr second quarterback option for me i will start latavius murray uh it'll be interesting to see what he does against this kansas city defense i'm going to start wide receiver james jones staying away from the rest as well as tight end michael rivera Sebastian Janikowski, who I don't think we've recommended once this week, still not a go, and definitely don't start the Oakland defense. There's not a lot to write home about
0: there. The one guy who kind of intrigues me on that team, and I can never understand why they don't play him more, is running back Marcel Reese. I'm not arguing that they should be starting him over Murray or some of the others there, but it just seems like every year he has... A couple of hundred yard games in the tail end of the season and you just wonder what is it about the end of the season that you know either makes him go or makes you know the Raiders not pick him you know, for more work early in the season he can't be any worse than Maurice Jones drew at this point in his career so I just I really don't understand why they don't utilize him more than they do but again I'm just sitting here on the sidelines, second-guessing people. I'm not you know, there every day and certainly not an NFL head coach, so take whatever I say with many grains of salt. But from a fantasy <laughs> perspective for Kansas City, start running back Jamal Charles, start hitting Travis Kelsey, start the defense. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, eh, more of a flex option for me. Tight end Anthony Fasano, more of a second tight end option for me if you play in a league that uses more than one. No confidence whatsoever in quarterback Alex Smith this week. Don't start wide receiver Jason Avant and don't start kicker Cairo Santos.
1: Poor Cairo Santos. We used to like him, just never gonna start him again this year. <laughs> well
0: I, I like him more when he is uh, offense behind him, but uh I just don't think the Chiefs offense is gonna be able to muster, you know, many points against uh, even a, a very ordinary Defense like Oakland's, but anyway, moving on to the rest of the AFC West division. The other two teams playing this week in the in the first of the late games, or as Jenna likes to call them, the afternoon games. That would be Denver at San Diego. Uh, again, I'm just not real gung ho about the matchup here for you know Peyton Manning. I, I mean, you know they've become more and more of a run team as the season has gone on. C.J. Anderson has really emerged. You know, you wonder how many more running backs they had after Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman went down. And, of course, last year they had no Sean Moreno, but they just seem to keep churning them out there in Denver. But unlike, uh, you know, Mike Shanahan, you know, know, they do actually seem to to stick to a running back once they found one, which is good for fantasy owners. But back to the game score here, I think – yeah, the difference here is going to be Denver's running game and I'll pick them to win by 10 points. I'll say final score of Denver 27, San Diego 17.
1: I can work with that. Uh I just I think Denver's had to go sort of try to make themselves more of a run team because we saw what happened last year in the playoffs and sometimes, you know, we cannot only have Peyton Manning be your only weapon. Like if someone's able to stop your pass game, what are you left with? A run game that has barely played in weeks and isn't ready to be the focal point of your offense? I think they have to, they're trying to adapt and keep their options open so they can be a more dynamic playoff team. I like it. Uh, it'd be a lot easier for them if they're running backs to stop getting injured, but CJ Anderson is filling in nicely right now. I think fantasy wise, you absolutely start Peyton Manning and CJ Anderson, go ahead and start Demarius Thomas and Manuel Sanders. I think tight end Julius Thomas is a good start as well. Staying away from kicker Connor Barth and the rest of the wide receivers, it seems like just yesterday Wes Welker was still a good fantasy play, but no longer. And I am going to start the Denver defense. San Diego, even though they're at home, uh, they just they don't scare me that much. Sorry, San Diego fans.
0: Wes Welker did reemerge a little bit last week, but I agree with you. He, you just can't trust yeah. him at this point. It's just too... I mean, to me, he's probably, at best, their you know, fourth receiving option besides you know, Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas and you know, Emmanuel Sanders. and you know, it just, It's hard to start him with any confidence in a playoff week. So for San Diego, I like their passing game a little bit, so I would start wide receivers Keenan Allen and Malcolm Floyd uh quarterback Philip Rivers is okay, wide receiver Eddie Royal, flex option, tight end Antonio Gates is alright, defense is okay. Running backs Ryan Matthews, Donald Brown Brandon Oliver, stay away from all of those guys, stay away from tight end Darius and stay away from Kicker Nick Novak.
1: Yeah. Alright, let's uh keep trucking through our afternoon, I mean our late games. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So next up, you know, Tennessee had the privilege of hosting one New York team last week, and that went so well that the schedule makers decided to give them another New York team this week. The uh, Jets will be uh, trekking their way down to Tennessee or hopefully flying, but uh, anyway, the Jets, I I had to laugh today. Geno Smith said that he's shown flashes of being a Pro Bowl quarterback, and I, I think maybe he's then you know maybe if he's visualizing himself as a Pro Bowl quarterback, that's fine. Yeah, he might have great
1: visualization I... or like have a really vivid dream that he had, but nobody else saw that, Gino. Just,
0: just no, clear nobody else up. has seen that, Gino, nobody. on the field at least this year. Uh, certainly and I, not I'm an apologist for
1: a great many quarterbacks who are not very good, and I just can't get on board with this
0: statement. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, that's that's not a pick I can get excited about either. So nope. but I do think here that Tennessee, you know, their their defense was exposed as being pretty awful last week. You know, they can't stop the run or the pass. Um New York not yep. much of a passing offense to be sure, but you know, what little you know offense or what little pass um attack, passing attack they have, I think they'll they'll roll out this week. New York should be able to run the ball. You know, pretty much, it will. You know, Chris Ivory, you know, somebody made the mistake of letting him go in one of my uh, leagues this week, so I picked him up for a matchup. We'll see how that works out. But uh, yeah, this game, I'll, I'll go with New York by a couple of touchdowns. I don't think they'll put quite the whooping on them that the Giants did, but then again, I wasn't expecting that either. I'll go with a final score here of New York 27, Tennessee 13.
1: I think I'm still going to take Tennessee. Everything tells me I shouldn't do it. I think I still am going to. Uh, The Jets, I don't think their pass game is going to do anything in this game. It's how effective will Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson be. For me, I think Tennessee has the ability to overcome this Jets run game. I don't know if they'll actually execute it. They pretty much just mailed it in last week. I, I don't even know if they put that much effort in to mail it in. So hopefully they bounce back this week. I don't know how it can get much worse, quite frankly. Uh but for the Jets, Geno Smith, second quarterback option. Uh he and his Pro Bowl visual visualization should probably not be anywhere near your playoff lineup,
0: but I visualize him on the bench.
1: Yeah, that's where I visualize him. Um Chris Ivory, Chris Johnson both okay starts, as well as wide receiver Eric Decker. Uh, The rest of the wide receivers, I don't think there's going to be enough there for you, as well as tight end Jeff Cumberland, who's pretty much been a non-factor this year. I will start kicker Nick Folk. I will start the defense. I would really like to see Tennessee win this game, but I don't know if that's realistic.
0: For Tennessee, the only guy that I really think is worth starting here this week would be tight end Delaney Walker, like him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not clear at this point who's going to start this week, whether it'll be Zach Mettenberger or Jake Locker. Whichever one starts, I think, is a decent second quarterback option. Wide receivers Justin Hunter, Derek Hagan, who came on the scene last week with a pretty nice game. Kendall Wright, who missed last week's game, Nate Washington. All those guys, I don't know who's going to be their top target from one week to the next at this point. So... At best, those guys are flex options. Hopefully you don't need any of them in your lineup. Defense is okay. Stay away from running backs, um, Bishop Sankey and Sean Green, and uh, don't start kicker Ryan Suckup either. Last week we were talking about revenge as a motive, and this week I guess we've got Sean Green going against his former team, but I don't think he's going to play enough of a role for Tennessee to really make a difference in this game.
1: Yeah, probably not. But to the Sean Green, Green Bowl, it is.
0: Sean Green. <laughs> oh, well, man. But nobody asked me. But right. anyway, next game we've got, I don't know, this is quirk in the schedule that I'm not real keen on where we've got these uh, matchups between uh, some you know, potentially playoff-bound teams, these two good rivalries that are... You know, they both played on Thanksgiving Day and now again just two weeks later. But uh, first one up is yeah. San Francisco and Seattle. Two weeks ago we thought this was you know, a fight for between two potential playoff teams. Right now only Seattle is looking like a playoff team. You know, the times have really changed from the beginning of the season when they were okay. looking very pedestrian. But uh, yeah, San Francisco, I think they'll show better than they did last week when they were embarrassed. Against Oakland, but I, I still think that they're not as good a team as, as Seattle right now. They may have peaked when they beat Dallas in Week One. Just had to get that in there. A, but uh,
1: appreciate that. You're, really do. You're, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. But yeah, you know, at least <laughs> Dallas has had a better. Dallas used that as a stepping stone to go on to bigger and better things. San Francisco, not so much. But
1: someone's feeling uh, all high, high and mighty because their team actually won a game last week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, See how it is be. over there. <laughs> it could be. But uh, anyway, in this game, San Francisco at Seattle, yeah, it's at Seattle. I, I don't think they need a 12th man. They may not even need an 11th man this week. Probably but uh, even with even with 10 men, I think they'll win this game. I'll go with a final score Seattle 21, San Francisco 13. As Seattle's run game just bulldozes Ooh. over the 49ers defense. All right. I was thinking more like
1: 2028 20, Seattle, but. San Francisco, I I think not only are they just not good right now, but they're all distracted by the fact that their coach is probably getting fired at the end of the year. Uh, Well, not really fired. It's just Not being brought back. Yeah, it could be traded, however you want to put it. But that's their their big media distraction right now. Seattle just, I, I mean, I don't think they're as good as everyone billed them to be when the year started, but they're certainly better than San Francisco is right now. And fantasy wise, Colin Kaepernick is really only a second quarterback option. More facilitator than anything else. If you've got a you know, a facilitator spot in your lineup, go ahead and start him there.
0: You Frank Gore's somebody a good start, start fights at halftime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can go ahead and start Anquan Bolden as well. Michael Crabtree's more of a flex option for me. Not starting tight end Vernon Davis this week. Uh not gonna start kicker Phil Dawson, not gonna start the defense. It's just gonna get crushed by Marshawn Lynch. So, uh tough week for
0: San Francisco. The guy that's really disappointing me for them this year is Vernon Davis. He's yeah. had some injury issues, so but he has those now. every year. But he just doesn't seem like he's in sync with uh, Kaepernick at all. But then again, Kaepernick doesn't seem like he's in sync with much of anybody at this Mm-mm. point in the season. So, out there right now. Yeah, congratulations on that big contract. So, anyway, yeah. for Seattle... I like running back Marshawn Lynch a lot, in spite of his his back issues. Think he's a good start this week. Start the defense. Quarterback Russell Wilson. Don't think he's going to throw for a lot, but his running ability makes him worthwhile as a second quarterback option. Wide receiver Doug Baldwin, probably a decent flex option. Tempting to start running back Robert Turbin, especially if Marshawn Lynch's back is acting up, but I don't. You know, I can't really recommend that in good conscience. So don't do that. Um, you know, Wide receiver Jermaine Curse is on the bench. Tight ends Luke Wilson and Tony Moliaki on the bench and kicker Stephen Oshka on the bench.
1: All right. Let's keep rolling.
0: All right. So Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, I would like to yeah. think that this could be a close game. You know, Minnesota you know, showed some signs of offensive life last week. and Nice to see Jarius right and the game on an 80-yard touchdown, job but um, I just really don't see how they're going to be able to to keep up with Detroit, especially a passing game. Yeah, they might be able to run the ball a little bit between Matt Asiata and Ben Tate, but I just don't think they'll have enough of a passing game to keep up. I, I, I'll give them some benefit of the doubt, but I'll still take Detroit to win this by four points. I'll say Detroit 24, Minnesota 20.
1: I think Detroit's winning this by at least ten points. Uh, two touchdowns. I don't think is totally out of the question here. I don't like Minnesota's chances here. I don't like the matchup. Uh, I I don't feel good in any way, shape, or form about this run game at all. I fantasy wise, it's Slim Pickens, Teddy Bridgewater, just a second quarterback option. No surprise there. I don't think you really need to be starting any of the running backs. Maybe Matt Asiata is a deep flex option. Same goes for Ben Tate. Quite frankly, I'm not excited about either of them or this matchup. Uh, Wide receiver Charles Johnson and Jarvis Landry, I guess, are okay starts. Um, Greg Jennings maybe is a flex option in a deeper league. Stay away from tight end Kyle Rudolph, kicker Blair Walsh. Uh, And the defense I'm really on the fence about. I don't think this is going to be particularly high scoring. I think Minnesota may... Be able to do a few things on defense, so I'm inclined to say you can start them, but I, again, it's not the best matchup in
0: the world. Yeah, we were talking a moment ago about in the last game about Vernon Davis being a big disappointment fantasy wise, the sheer tight yeah. end. If I had to make an all disappointment team, I think uh, Vikings wide receiver Cordero Patterson would be on that team too. He's just Somebody that I was expecting big things from this year, and he's been pretty much of a, a non-entity of good, outside of one or year, two weeks, uh, uh, we were Excited
1: about it, and then it just totally fizzled.
0: Yeah. So for Detroit, I would start quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. Start the defense, mm-hmm. yeah, running backs Troy Bell and Reggie Bush. I just you know not quite sure who's going to get the lion's share of the carries there, pun intended. Um, tight ends Eric Ebron and Brian and Pettigrew are okay. Is tight end options kicker Matt Prater okay. Yeah, I don't know. This this is going to be a good litmus test for Detroit because in the past couple of seasons this is the kind of game that they would lose. You know, the game that on paper they should win, but you know the fact yeah. that they would come up short against a team that they should beat is what kept them you know out of the playoffs. I I don't think they're going to have that problem in this game. I think they'll be able to get it done, although I'm not as confident in them as you are, but uh, we'll see. If if Minnesota wins this game, then it's the same old Lions, but I have a feeling that uh, that they may have turned a corner, especially with that defense.
1: Well, we're going to find out one way or the other, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Indeed we will. So, now we go to a game that I'm sure you're going to want to spend the rest of the show on, even though we have another game after this, but uh, Dallas at Philadelphia, the rematch, you know, the Thanksgiving Day game that I thought would be really tight turned out to be a blowout. You know, I don't know. I'm inclined to give Tony Romo a pass for that. You read about you know how much better he is on a full week's rest than he is on three days rest and this time around yeah. he's had not only a week, but he's had the three extra days. He's had ten days to rest up for this. So, you know, I think it'll be a closer game. That said, I still think that Philadelphia has enough, even with Mark Sanchez as your quarterback, to overcome Dallas's improved offense. I, I think Philadelphia will get their uh, their uh, act back in gear this week. Yeah, I think the game against Seattle was a bit of an anomaly. I think they'll bounce back strong this week. I'll say Philadelphia thirty-four, Dallas thirty-one.
1: Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys by a touchdown. I think this is coming down to the wire. Um, I think the Cowboys played poorly for a whole host of reasons on that wonderful Thanksgiving game. I just don't have a lot of faith in a Mark Sanchez-run offense. I think the Cowboys are coming into this better prepared, better rested, and quite frankly, I think they're a little hungrier right now. Um, Definitely going to start Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray. I'll start Des Bryant. I think Cole Beasley could be a very interesting flex option this week. We've seen a little bit more of him as the season goes on. Uh, It seems to happen that way every year just down the stretch is when he finally actually starts to catch some passes. Definitely start tight end Jason Witten. I am staying away from kicker Dan Bailey. I don't think it's going to be a field goal game. I think they're just going to be trading touchdowns. Uh, And I'm definitely not starting the defense because Philly is going to score points. But I think, and I really truly think this, not just as a Cowboys fan, but I think Dallas is going to come out on top this week. I will be uh, happy to let New Orleans and Chicago have at least a few minutes at the end of this show.
0: Okay, well, you know, when we were talking about all this appointment team before, you know, wide receiver Terrence Williams for the Cowboys would be on that team for me. I thought he was really going to break out this year and had a couple good games towards the beginning of the season, but lately just nothing. So that's been somewhat, yeah, I still have him on the bench in a couple of weeks. But uh, for Philadelphia, quarterback Mark Sanchez, I'll say he has a bounce-back game this week. Running back with Sean McCoy, good to start wide receiver Jerry Macklin, kicker Cody Parkey. Okay with starting wide receivers Jordan Matthews and Riley Coopers. Flex options, tight end Zachary, it's okay. Don't start tight end Brent Selleck, and since it's going to be a high-scoring game, don't start the defense either.
1: All right, let's keep rolling into Monday night. Close out strong.
0: All right, so we'll finish this week with a bang. We've got New Orleans at Chicago in the Monday night game. Chicago, like Dallas, has had 10 weeks, or not 10 weeks, 10 days. They wish they had 10 weeks. You know, they've had 10 days to rest up for this. New Orleans on the road. And much as I would like to see Chicago win this game, just so that New Orleans would still be stuck on five wins, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Chicago is just too much of a mess right now, especially missing, you know, Brandon Marshall. I just don't like this matchup for them. I'll say New Orleans wins this 35, Chicago 27.
1: All right, I can work with that. I think New Orleans comes out on top. Start Drew Brees, start Pierre Thomas, start Marquise Colson and Kenny Stills. Nick Toon could be a flex option for you. Tight end Jimmy Graham's a good start. Stay away from kicker Shane Graham and the defense,
0: though. For Chicago start quarterback Jake Hutler, running back Matt Colette, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, tight end Martellus Bennett. Wide receiver Marquez Wilson will be uh, starting in place of Brandon Marshall. I think he's a decent flex option ticker Jay Feely or Robbie Gold, whoever starts is just okay. Let's stay away from the Bears' defense.
1: All right, and we'll be back for you next week for our hundredth episode, and we'll be here from nine thirty ten thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday night, like always. You can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, as well as on Twitter at the number four thn inches show, jkim16, and fantasy underscore sherpa. You can always find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And like I said, if you missed any of the first 99 episodes, feel free to catch up on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. And come back next week for a fun-filled 100th episode.
0: Are you bringing the champagne or am I?
1: I think we both should. Let's get crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll make
0: the test to bring the champagne. All right.
1: There you go. I like it. Good luck, unless you were playing me this week. Otherwise, good luck to the rest of you. <laughs>